Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our devotional study series in the book of Psalms. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham. And we'd love for you to join us over there. Uh, Welcome back to our uh, devotional series in the Psalms. Today, I'm going to be going through Psalm 103. And I think Psalm 103 has has lots of really good things to say to us. But I think the main point that it makes is one about uh, complacency. I think often as as people who have uh, either grown up with Christianity or have been on a Christian walk for a number of years, we often uh, become complacent or, or too familiar with the wonderful truths that we actually confess when we say that we are a Christian. We can... Um, suddenly the, the goodness of God doesn't seem as good as it used to, and the glory of God doesn't seem as good as it used to. God's uh, worthiness of worship doesn't seem to stir in our hearts as much as it used to. And I think this psalm is a real, um, it's a place where the psalmist is trying to stir us back to, re- to remembering how good God is, to, to get us out of a, of a sleepy days where we just do the things because we're doing the things. Uh, so we're going to read through Psalm 103. And this is what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him. So far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne on the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word. Obeying the voice of his word, bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works. In all places of dominion, bless the Lord, O my soul. So we can see that there's a a constant kind of refrain to uh, bless the Lord, to worship the Lord. But did you notice that it? what it's doing is it's saying, bless the Lord, not because of anything specific that he's done, but remember all the things that you used to bless him for. So if we just look at the way that the psalm starts, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You know, there's a, there's a calling. It's, it's like in Psalm 42, as we saw a few weeks ago, there's this conversation between head and heart. The head is saying to the heart, bless the Lord. All that is within me, praise his holy name, because in my head I know that he's worthy of worship. So let's bless him. 
Stir something up in yourself. Bless the Lord. Forget not all his benefits. And that's the point I was saying earlier. We often forget things. I mean, for instance, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I sometimes have the most amazing answer to prayer and I'm so grateful for it. But then a few weeks later, I'm then thinking, God doesn't hear me. And it's like, how have I already forgotten something a few weeks ago that God's done? Maybe something amazing that he's done a year ago or two years ago, or even 2,000 years ago. How about when Jesus died on the cross? You know, we can, we can so easily forget the things that we've seen or experienced God doing. But, and it can make us a bit lackluster. But now we're being told, you know, stir those memories back to mind. Bring those things to your mind. Dwell on them. Meditate on what you know God has done. Forget not all his benefits. Don't forget his glory, his majesty, his holiness. Think of the Lord. He's the one who does good for us as it goes through. He forgives our iniquity. He uh, heals our diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. That is just an amazing truth. You know, the fact that you can now call yourself a Christian when, you know, to use the language from Ephesians 2, you were once dead in your sins that in itself is enough for us to just be worshipping God forevermore. Even if he never answered another prayer or did anything else in our lives, the fact that he's called us his children is enough. And yet he does more. Amazing. Stir those things back to remembrance. He satisfies you with good. Wow, what, a, what an amazing truth. So, and so the psalmist is saying all these things, as I say, to stir us, to bless the Lord. He's stirring his own soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And then as we get into verse six, we, it kind of changes his, his, um, the way that he's talking because he's talking about blessing the Lord for who he is and for the general things that he's done. But then in verse six, he starts going into the, the kind of historical ways that God has revealed himself. You know, he made his ways known to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. This is the God who has revealed himself. He isn't like the God of other uh, religions where they're distant and aloof and we really need to work our way to them. No, this is the God who condescends to us. If you did um, our, our study in the Trinity, the God who loves, then you would have uh, picked up on this motif that an amazing fact about the Christian God, about the gospel, is that it starts with God coming down to us, with God condescending to us, not us trying to work our way up to God. And that's exactly what the psalmist is saying here. Bless the Lord. He has come down. He's made his ways known to us. We don't need to scramble around in the dark to work out what God wants. He's told us. He's a merciful and gracious God, it says here. Now, this, this is a phrase that comes up multiple times in the Bible. It's in Joel 2. It's in Exodus 19. It's in Jonah 4. It's a real kind of character description of God. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's like the tagline of of. God, God, slow to anger, abounding in love, um, you know, merciful and gracious. These, these are what sum up God's character. Amazing. But then someone may ask, but it doesn't always feel like that. It sometimes feels like God is punishing us or disciplining us or working something in us, which isn't pleasant. And, it, and so the psalmist says he will not always chide, nor does he keep his anger forever. Yeah, he, he may get angry, angry. He may uh, punish and discipline. That's his right. That's his prerogative. He he can choose to do that. But it doesn't take away from the fact that in his person, in, in his character, he is slow to anger, abounding in love, merciful and gracious. And actually, because God is merciful and gracious, our punishments are never as bad as what we deserve. 
And that in itself can make us complacent because we can end up thinking that, well, the things that we do aren't that bad. God doesn't seem to mind that much. You know, I, I've heard uh, churches where they're blatantly disobeying a biblical command and the, the pastor has said something like the lines of, well, we haven't been struck down yet. And so they're kind of saying, well, God doesn't seem to mind. Well, actually, perhaps we never we never get as bad as we deserve because God is merciful and gracious. And we shouldn't take that for granted. That shouldn't make us complacent. You know, Romans 4 says, don't you know that God's kindness is supposed to lead you to repentance? You know, not complacency, to repentance. He will not always chide nor keep his anger forever. And the very next verse says exactly what I was saying. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. And so we should never think of sin as a small thing, just because we're never as seriously punished as we should be. Because God doesn't deal with us as we deserve. He deals with us graciously and mercifully. It's an amazing truth. And another reason for us to say to our soul, bless the Lord, because I'm still breathing today. I still know the Lord. I still have so many good things in my life. I mean, people who, people who do not know the Lord, people who curse him every day, still receive good things from his hand. It just shows how loving he is even to those who hate him. God is a God of mercy. And that really, for us who do know him, that has to be something that makes us want to worship. The one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who I've wronged time and time again, loves me enough to forgive me of my sin and call me his own. It's just amazing. You know, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed our sins from us. What an amazing truth. My my dad always used to make this point when he was preaching. How far is the east from the west? It just goes on and on and on. And he used to use this analogy. He said it's, it's as though God has thrown your sins out into the lake and put the sign up that says no fishing. God isn't going to go back and bring your old sins up and say, oh, you did this, you did that. And so we shouldn't do that. God has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. That's how much he loves those who love him that he would cleanse us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Again, that's that's something that stirs something in us. Well, what do I do in response to that? Well, I should love and fear him and keep his commandments and want to serve him with my whole life. But notice that it's in response to what God's already done in my life. This isn't something like, you do this and then God will love you. No, we are loving God. We are serving God. We're obeying God in light of the fact that he has loved us and forgiven us and removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. What else can we do in response? What else can we do but give our whole lives over to God? You know, there's this um, analogy that some people use, the debtor's problem, where uh, say you owe someone a thousand pounds and they, they kind of get you to do odd favors on the way to you paying it back because like, well, you do owe me a thousand pounds. Once the debt's paid you're kind of free. It's like, well, I don't owe you anything anymore. So you, you can do things voluntarily, but you're under no obligation. Well, God hasn't lent us a thousand pounds. You know, the debt that we paid God was our whole lives and he's, he's paid that debt. And so what can we do in response, but give our whole lives? There is an infinite service we can give to God, an infinite uh, joyful obedience we can give to him because of what he's given to us. You know, as Jesus says, he who has forgiven much uh, who, who, who has been forgiven much, loves much. But we still fail. We still fail in that task. 
So is God going to come down on us as soon as we make the slightest mistake? Is he going to destroy us as our sins deserve? He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As verse 14 says, he knows we are weak. He knows we need to call out to him, to cry out to him, to depend on him. He knows our frame. He knows that we are dust. Do you, do you see how um, sensitive this, this psalm is? As Bear in mind, this is one person talking to themselves, saying, my soul, praise him for all the things that you know. And he's now reminding himself, I do things wrong all the time, and yet still God remembers my frame. He knows I'm dust. Man, that, that in itself is cause for me to want to worship God even more. He knows I'm weak, and yet he still loves, forgives, and uh, and pardons me, and still uh, spurs me on, still loves me, still has my back, still loves me as a father. Amazing. And as we as we go through the last verses, I'm going to kind of fly through them a little bit. But we just kind of get this these truths that we've already talked about repeated more and more. You know, a man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower, but then he's gone. Whereas God's love is everlasting. There's this, again, a comparison. We're dust. God is eternal. His character is merciful and gracious. We are fickle and weak and we fade. But God keeps his covenant. He remembers uh, us. And so what can we do in response? Keep his commandments, as it says again. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens. He is far above us. And then it ends just again with that refrain. Bless the Lord. You, his angels, you who do his word, obey the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works. As Jesus says, if you didn't praise, these rocks would cry out. Bless the Lord in all the places of his dominion, in all the places of his dominion. That means in the high places when life is fantastic, praise him. In the low places when life is terrible and you're weeping and everything has just gone wrong, praise him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Just going to remember that last line, that first line again, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. So this morning, I really want us to to, to feel what the psalmist is feeling, to, to remember, to recall all the good things that God both is and has done, and to, to compare that to ourselves, that we are fickle, forgetful, sinful, we fail, we don't remember God as we should. We don't give him the praise that he deserves. And yet he remembers our frame. He knows we're dust. He cares for us anyway. He loves us. He continues to encourage us and to spur us on. What can we do in response but bless him? So as we finish, let's just say that refrain. Why not say it audibly with me? Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so good, so loving. Even whilst we are so fickle, so sinful, so disobedient. Lord, help us to remember you. Help us to not be complacent. Help us to fix our eyes on the one who doesn't change. And help us to give our whole lives over to you. Heavenly Father, help us to serve you. And help us, Lord, to bless you with our whole soul, with our whole mind, our whole heart, our whole being. May we say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Amen.